0: A podcast about horror movies by two siblings who couldn't disagree more. (laughs) My name is Taylor, and I really want my co host to shut up. (laughs) My
1: name is Curtis, and uh, we're here to talk about some horror films. Uh, This is our first podcast. Uh, We don't really know what we're doing. So (laughs) I think we're just going to go into it. I think. We wanted to give you guys a little bit of an idea of what we're all about. Yes. So, we wanted to give you an idea of our different likes, dislikes.
0: Dislikes. Yeah, I would go so far as to say dislikes.
1: Yeah. Um, So, we thought we'd start off with about our favorite horror films, not movies. We (laughs) like films only. Only Um, films.
0: We never have watched a movie in our lives. Very
1: clear as this goes on. Okay. So, Taylor. Yes. You want to talk about your favorite horror film, uh, give these viewers, not viewers, (laughs) the listeners, an idea of uh, your movie taste by talking about your favorite horror film.
0: Right. So we are going to start off right out the gate, decide to start big, go with our favorite horror movies of all time. It's all downhill from here. It's all downhill from (laughs) here. Every movie we talk about after this episode, we just don't like as much. So Film. Every film. Sorry. Film. So when I was reflecting on the different horror movies that I've liked over the years and trying to think of some common things I like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so hard to pick a favorite movie Mm -hmm. that this movie was my favorite. It's a recent movie,
1: which... Mm -hmm. I think I know what you're talking
0: about. Yeah. Well, and you know, you always kind of hesitate to say a movie that came out three years ago is your favorite horror Mm -hmm. movie, but it is, and it's The Witch.
1: Oh, that's not the one I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say it follows. I
0: re both of them recently, and I decided I The Witch edged out ahead for a few different reasons.
1: Oh, this is surprising. I mean, Yes, surprising hear. information.
0: Okay. The Witch is written and directed by Robert Eggers and stars Anya Taylor-Joy. Great name. <laughs> Ralph Innocent <laughs> and Kate Dickey, the one with the large nostrils.
1: Oh, uh, I loved her. Uh, it grossed. Wrote... uh uh, Catelyn's sister in Game Catelyn's of Thrones sister. yeah what's correct. her name the breastfeeding sister the breast
0: she cannot play <laughs> Lysa Arryn Lysa, Lysa, Lysa Arryn she cannot play a normal anyway, person I'm sorry not okay. horrible related it grossed four, 40 million dollars with a budget of 4 million so it was very commercially successful but as I was researching it I mean it's a critically acclaimed film
1: of course yeah a film. certainly a film and not a movie
0: um, yeah. it's it's a critically acclaimed film but um, it actually had a pretty low audience score which I thought was um, kind of surprising but
1: you know I will say one thing about this movie uh, when I went to go see it when I went to go see it in, <laughs> see it in theaters um, I think everybody I was blown away by it, and so uh, was me and my girlfriend Chanel. We went together, she was totally blown away by it, too. Oops, sorry, folks, <laughs> excuse you.
0: Oh, Ooh, I'm very golly. You. okay.
1: Anyway, so she she was blown away by it, too. But most of the people leaving the theaters were pretty disappointed, yeah. I felt like because they were we expecting this together. To, I actually don't recall. I know we saw it, we saw together. it together. okay, but anyway. anyway Most of the people I felt like were pretty disappointed because it's not at all a traditional horror movie, at least what we expect nowadays from a horror movie. Right. But I I mean, again, you know, it's an incredible movie. I mm -hmm. think movies like this and It Comes at Night, other movies like that, people go in expecting one thing. They come out pretty disappointed.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is this is what I consider to be part of like recent prestige horror films Mm -hmm. that are trying to move beyond kind of just the shock and and gore of kind of early 2000s films like Saw and Hostel and all that. And in that way, The Witch reminds me, well, I mean, it's comparable to a film like It Follows or, you know, Get Out, I would say. Or even,
1: I mean, I know you're not as big a fan. I'm not as either, but Babadook, that's obviously an artsy movie as well. Um,
0: But what I really like about it actually is that, in my opinion, it is more similar to films like which I love, um, The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, even though
1: fuck yeah. Roman Polanski. Yeah, fuck but Roman
0: But we're is. still allowed to say that's a good film, it I, I, I think. Film. But, you know, and those are kind of themes that I've come to, like, again and again and again in horror movies, that's... Those are the kind of themes that I'm really drawn to. And The Witch, to me, is kind of just a really modern, classic horror movie that's, in my opinion, even better than these other films, which is why it's my favorite horror movie. So... um I will
1: say, uh, with that movie, I have seen it three times now. Once in theaters. When I saw it in theaters, I was blown away. Wish I had some subtitles. Couldn't really understand what they were saying
0: most of the time. It does have the greatest line of all time from a horror movie, though. When Black Phillip says, Wouldst thou like to live (laughs) deliciously? (laughs) I'm always like, yes, Black Phillip, I do. (laughs) Um, Love Black Phillip. So, basically, if you haven't seen The Witch, which... I obviously recommend everyone do. Um, it's basically about this Puritan family in the 1600s. The fathers, they're all, you know, religious zealots, as people were at that time. Uh, the father has some disagreement with the church in the in the village, and they're exiled to a nearby forest. They are, William and Catherine are the husband and the wife, and then they have four kids and a baby. And when they first move out there, the baby is taken under thomason disappears disappears under thomason's watch and thomason is the main character that we kind of relate to the most uh throughout the story um and thomason is blamed for the baby's disappearance and Catherine, the mother is just devastated she kind of falls apart and uh you know things deteriorate from mm-hmm. there like, um, they like they do
1: for lisa aaron <laughs> in game of
0: like they do for lisa really this
1: she plays the same character the actress can't because
0: she can't catch a break <laughs> But basically, you know, what I like about it is in the very beginning of the film, you're shown the witch. I mean, I don't think that's even a spoiler because it happens within like the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So instead of being a there's something out there type of horror movie, it's more about the horror that happens when you feel a presence with, like, within your family. So um, Thomason is accused of being a witch or she's accused of being possessed. And it's kind of about the family dynamics that happen when, you know, families are placed under basically extreme stress. And Thomason isn't really given like a a choice by the end of the movie. Mm -hmm.
1: And I thought also that the movie did a really good job despite being set in 1600s, 1700s. I don't I'm not great with 1600s, 1600s, 1600s. I mean, it was a really good allegory for, you know... And obviously, I'm not an expert on this, but I thought it was a really good allegory for what happens to women in modern times. I mean, she's put under this immense amount of pressure for something she's really not in control of, and that yeah. could be a really good allegory for a lot of different types of things that have... I mean, I'm a male. Yes. I'm not familiar with these types of things, but right. in talking with you, talking with my girlfriend afterwards, I really got the sense that you all related to this film in a way that I didn't because the you know because of that aspect of it i mean th- again this is something that's happening in 1600s but it's something that modern day women can relate to in a number of different ways the types of pressure that is put on women and that's really one of the scariest and most tense part of the movie i think is you know mm-hmm. something is happening to thomason and she really has no control over it yeah
0: and i mean it's some- the something that's happening is both her like this is weird to say in front of my brother but burgeoning sexuality oh, um god well, basically, you know, she's becoming a woman in, like, a physical and emotional and mental se- sense in the sense that she's starting to relate more to people and things outside of her family than she is to her family. And she wants to get out and explore the world. That yeah, that's a scary thing for her. And But, you know, what I liked about the movie is, yeah, it's relatable to modern women. But it, al- it also in a, is, in a sense, about things that did happen to women oh, yeah. back then. I mean, it's the, called The Witch women were accused of actually being witches and i think it does a good job at you know we hear about the salem witch trials as like a historical story and things that we live in his- learn about in history but it's also good because it's it belies like the horror in that situation and what actually happened to women when they were accused of being witches and and for a woman that's you know a very horror filled thing certainly so, another thing that uh, that people comment on about the movie is that it's a slow burn, which I kind of have, like, a love-hate relationship with that term. I think a lot of movies are written off as slow burns, as if slow burn and scary can't be compatible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When people talk about the witch being a slow burn, they say it as if that excuses it's not being scary to them. But to me, the whole thing is terrifying. I mean, from the second the baby is taken, from the second they're exiled, basically, you're like, oh, shit, like. Things are about to I go down. Think
1: calling a movie a slow burn is kind of ridiculous in a way. I mean, every more movie is a slow burn. You have yeah, you every horror movie at least. I mean, yeah, all the crazy shit in horror movies happens at the end. And the the what separates a good horror movie from a bad horror movie to me is are you scared throughout the movie? Yeah. So you know, Friday the Thirteenth, for example. I mean, th- those movies aren't scary because people are just getting killed. They're getting killed over and over. Right, again. and it's. It's fun. It's a lot of fun watching those movies. But in a genuinely scary movie, think of something like The Ring or The Witch or, you know... I would
0: say even like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, you know these guys are out there for most of the movie, the movie but that stuff doesn't actually happen yeah, until and the end.
1: I think a lot of these slow, quote-unquote, slow burn movies play better in the movie theater a little bit because you get the loud sound. You get this giant screen and you feel tense waiting for something to happen you watch it on your TV, you don't get quite the same experience. So I think, yeah, you know, people, people, when people say movies are boring or they're slow burns or something, they're made to denigrate something that maybe is experienced better in a movie theater. Sure, but I mean, I don't understand. Uh,
0: part of it too, you know, I don't know if this is what you're getting at, but part of it too is thinking about film as both art and entertainment like the 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 supposition that you're supposed to be entertained the entire time, or that you know something is always supposed to be happening or that it's no, I mean part of the Sorry witch' needs
1: a chance to breathe, yeah,
0: it need you need to kind of sit in that world for the actions of that world to affect you, and I think the witch is really good at that. We get a lot of shots of them just working on the farm, you really start to realize how isolated they are, um their language since it's in kind of like an older English kind of makes you feel like you're apart from them. So, you know, you can't you even really alienated. relate to them. Yeah. yeah, and if there was jump scares every five minutes, you just wouldn't have the space to to relate to them in that way or to get invested in their stories. So, but yeah, those are kind of, I mean, those are just like the high level without kind of getting into like the major plot points. Those are kind of the high level things that overall just make this a really solid film for me. I mean, other things like the cinematography, the music, the costumes. The uh, music in
1: this film is great yeah it's the, really good yeah
0: it's very good um i everybody in this in this film like pulls a great acting job including weirdly enough the little kids which is really hard yeah. to do
1: yeah
0: um I, I mean they have an easy job because they're supposed to be really annoying and they're supposed <laughs> to grate on thomason's well, nerves I mean, constantly but
1: the kid there's a scene in the movie where one of the kids gets sick and, and like his <sighs> acting during this part is just phenomenal it's I mean, horrifying he does a great job it makes you it. feel very uncomfortable it's reminiscent of not on the level of Linda Blair in The Exorcist, but it's reminiscent of mm-hmm. that when he's he's sick and you're oh, wondering totally. what the fuck is going on with this kid. And yeah. he really is, I don't know, he did a great job. And, you know, I almost forgot about that fact. I took for granted that, you know, these kids are kids. Yeah. I just remember this movie has great acting. It's very uh-huh. really immersive. But, yeah, they're fucking kids. It's hard. they do a great job. I mean, it's
0: hard for adults to act that good, let alone... I mean, kids who had, just haven't had as much experience, presumably, and then really what killed you know cinches it for me, I think the ending, which we won't get into in detail oh,
1: yeah. ending's great this movie ending is
0: great, I think it's divisive. I think you know the whole the whole time you're kind of questioning
1: mm-hmm.
0: what's really happening and what Thomason is really feeling mm-hmm. and whether some things are in her head or in the head of her family even though obviously you saw the witch at the beginning so you know there's some supernatural element going on Mm -hmm. but the ending kind of drives home for me a lot of themes about women's choice and their ability to choose in certain situations that they're placed in and about what it means to be like free from your family essentially Mm -hmm. which is like a choice that she is kind of forced into
1: yeah i I thought way too much (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be spoiler free here but um, I really did yeah. I have seen that the ending is very divisive I've seen people talking about it online mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought the it's ending it's very is,
0: different in tone from the rest of the movie that's, it is, that's the thing that I think is to most... me
1: I thought you know I don't want to say the ending was obvious but when in retrospect yeah. I mean it makes a lot of sense I won't go too much into it I don't want mm-hmm. to spoil it for people that haven't seen it but um you know just overall to me the I mean, this decade. I think the only movies that really can compare for me is really It Follows, um, and Hereditary, and, and Get Out, uh, Get sure. Out, Starry Eyes. I mean, it's it's yeah, top it's... top tier movie from this decade, from this century.
0: And I feel like I feel like it's a must watch across the board uh, for horror fans, but especially if you are interested in feminist films, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't interestingly the director has said that wasn't his intent but he's i can see that he's happy with that interpretation yeah. as you would be hopefully mm. um unless you're alex jones um <laughs> and or our president yes yeah. um ooh, political <laughs> um but i think you know i'm another reason why i really like it is i just love possession supernatural mm. horror films that's kind of like my bag and so to me yeah it's it's in the vein of the exorcist the omen yeah. rosemary's baby i mean it really follows in those footsteps of being like a great supernatural film with a very strong female characters mm-hmm. without feeling like they're just throwing the female characters a bone so so that's about it that was my
1: yeah horror movie of all time I'm surprised to hear that one yeah, um really good choice though i mean thank you it's two or three for me from uh this decade uh in top 20 25 of all time for me yeah uh So when we discuss this topic, top horror movies of all time. So it's really hard for me because I like so many different types of horror movies. I would also
0: say you've, I mean, I'm not new to the horror genre. I've been solidly watching horror films for probably the last five years,
1: but you've been watching horror films since you were like 12. Yeah. So, you know, So you've just seen a lot. 29 now I've seen, you know, I safely thousands of horror films at this point. And it's really hard for me. Especially when you
0: have f- films like The Cult of Chucky. I uh, mean, just...
1: Puppet Master. Just really great <laughs> films uh, <laughs>
0: in yeah. the running.
1: Look, I watch, I'll watch, i watch anything that's out there. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's really hard for me to pick a film because I am a huge fan of hyper-realistic, gritty horror movies, but I'm also a huge fan of just fucking you know, movies that just take you somewhere else and make you feel like you're in a different world. So I have two choices and I'm really sorry for this. But I really had to make a difficult
0: decision. I had
1: to pick this movie over sorry, the Exorcist and you Because fucking I've always thought out. I'm real I've always thought in my mind I have a favorite horror movie of all time and I have a favorite film of all time. They're both horror movies. I, Wouldn't just, the favorite
0: film be your favorite horror movie? I'm then? just like, <laughs>
1: I'll try and explain it as best as I'm I can. So, so my right now. two four two horror movies are The Shining yeah. and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So How about those
0: coming ladies and germs? <laughs> I
1: she we already mentioned the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I'll discuss that one first. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre everybody is familiar with. It came out in nineteen seventy-four. Um, by Toby Hooper. Um, I cannot tell you who it's starring. Uh, I don't have any notes in front of me. Yeah, um,
0: uh, but but of... notably, all amateur actors. Ac- amateur actors, yeah. exactly.
1: So you know, this movie when it came out, um, pretty much was like a punch in the face i would Mm -hmm. say i mean there's no movie maybe psycho that really had the impact that texas chainsaw massacre had when it came out and you know famously people remember this movie being far more violent than it actually is there's no gore in this movie there's no blood yeah Um, all all of the kills are you know pretty much camera tricks but people because of the I, i think because of the grittiness of the movie because of the sound design of the movie especially um, one of the famous scenes in the movie, and, you know, I, I would imagine anybody who's listening to horror Podcast has probably watched this movie before, but, you know, if not minor spoiler alert, it's the first kill in the movie is, um, you oh, know, yeah. guys walking through the house, Leatherface slams open the door, grabs a yeah. guy, hits him on the head, yeah. you hear this disgusting thud, mm-hmm. grabs him in, makes some weird pig noise. And then uh, closes the door. This all happens in five seconds. But this scene in people's minds is thought of as this violent, brutal, like, gory, disgusting scene. This happens in five seconds. You don't really see anything happening. The effect of the sound and the effect of, like, the visual, the gritty visual, the way it's framed, you know, this door inside of this house it's shot from the front door there's a door inside of the house i think the way that this movie's shot the way this movie sounds the way this movie looks this this you know super old grainy looking film um you know this movie really was the birth of you know the slash not just the slasher but you know these hyper extreme disgusting french and japanese films that we now have today that i just love and so
0: what i would put in too about that scene what what made it full disclosure i actually saw this movie for the first time very recently yeah yeah i remember i allowed you to borrow it like um, few weeks yeah yeah Um, because i was like i can't believe i've ever seen this before Mm -hmm. and
1: we all have our classic horror movies well and
0: this (laughs) it's funny that you say like what an impact it had and i know it had an impact on you when you first saw it because you're so young and so i was thinking when i saw it at the age of 25 i was just gonna be like "Hmm," you know even after seeing like all of the horror movies I've seen, seeing the films that were inspired by Texas Chainsaw, I was like, okay, this isn't really going to impact me as much, but it really did. Mm-hmm. It's it still has like that staying power. It just has. I think part of it is kind of just the legend of the of the film and the fact mm-hmm. that you know, it is so influential and you're kind of in awe, and it does live up to those expectations. But mm-hmm. it's just a legitimately really scary, really messed up film and for me part of the the horror comes and this is true of a lot of realistic horror movies and if you think about it if you're gonna get killed it's gonna happen fast mm-hmm. someone's gonna hit you with a car mm-hmm. they're gonna shoot you you're not gonna be tortured saw style yeah that very rarely happens and so to me what was scary about Texas chainsaw is is that you know that scene in particular he's dead within a second yeah he walks through the door thinking everything is okay, and the he next sees a second tooth he's dead. On the ground, yeah, and, then and all of a sudden he's it's just dead. like the how fast it happens, and and you know horror movies like that to me it's like that's how fast it would happen. That's and,
1: very realistic. You know the sheer brutality of this movie, of this film, and the weirdness of this movie. I mean, you have the one scene where the character, and again, I you know I don't have notes like you. I apologize. I so, only took very. I, But I'm just going from memory here. But the one scene where the character goes into the house and she finds herself in this room full of bones and chickens and chicken feathers. All real. All real, by the way. Like, can you imagine being that
0: actress? You're like, I signed up to do what? Yeah, get
1: paid probably 50 bucks or something. (laughs) It's It's fucking hot as shit. And, you know, not just that scene, but the scene, you know, the dinner scene. Uh, where, you know, they horrifying. cut Sally's finger and the, the grandpa just starts sucking on this finger. <sighs> and the fact that, you know, we're talking about so you know, uncomfortable. point, you know, from 50 minutes, 50 to 60 minutes on. Sally's pretty much spending the rest of the movie screaming. So that alone is horrifying. But again, this is a minor spoiler alert, but I have to reveal my favorite part of this movie, which occurs near the end. You know, Sally's being tortured, essentially, at this dinner. For about twenty minutes of the movie, she spends the whole time screaming. She's just
0: shrieking, shrieking, her head shrieking off. the whole
1: time, <laughs> and then eventually she's able to escape and run and jump out the window. And when she jumps out the window, it's not—it's daytime. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, what a fucking yeah. crazy thing! It's horror
0: it's, in the daytime, which is so crazy.
1: Well, and also you're watching this movie; it goes into nighttime and she jumps out the window and it's daytime it's such a shock mm. and you realize she's being been tortured for 12 hours at this point having this disgusting dinner with this disgusting family and this disgusting grandpa Why in did this they wheelchair for so long it's like wrap well, it up fellas. i mean yeah i mean that sounds like <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like torture in of itself having a family dinner for <laughs> longer hours. than one hour that's but, my
0: nightmare am i right folks <laughs>
1: uh but anyway um yeah So Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of my favorite movies of all time because of the grittiness of it. And, you know, some of my – the things that, to this day, one of the very few things that scares me is very realistic horror. Um, Fake stuff movies really fuck me up. Stuff like August Underground or, you know, some of these French extreme movies where you just overwhelming in its grittiness and its, you know, things like that. and I think it's
0: funny that you mentioned that there's, like, actually not a lot of gore in this movie because – as I said, I think the legend surrounding it is is such that we've all heard so much about the mm-hmm. the circumstances of how it was shot, and you know I probably had a little bit that going in because again I just saw it a few weeks ago, but like knowing that the actors were like really hot the whole time, sweaty, sweaty like there's that sweaty face, looking corpse
1: at the beginning of the movie. Like Leatherface
0: is like wearing a lot of clothes and and like that mask, and he the actor was just like I was just dying all the time with all like the dead pigs around it stunk there's no air conditioning and i mean you really feel that when you watch it like they do they look uncomfortable yeah and you know being from florida that's fucking wearing
1: pants in the summer. the greatest horror yeah i mean
0: just yeah it just feels really uncomfortable i really Um,
1: i to this day i truly there's just no movie that's been made that is like texas chainsaw massacre i mean you know, you have a I honestly, lot. Of, yeah, I can't think of anything. So you more. have a lot of imitators. You know, a lot
0: of haters, a lot of imitators.
1: And I just, you know, it's a unique movie that spawned this wave of gritty movies that last to this day. And so, it's really, truly one of the few films that has ever genuinely terrified me, uh, especially when I first watched it at the age of sixteen. And my mother said she could hear <laughs> in the bedroom while she was sleeping, just screaming for an hour straight. <laughs> Um, So yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the other movie, I'll um, keep this second one brief, but the other movie is my favorite movie of all time and it's The Shining and it's almost on the other end of the spectrum. I mean, this movie feels like a fucking dream. It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel, it's not gritty. It's made, it's super well made. The film is, you know, just beautiful. The cinematography, um... You know, the structure of the movie is just the editing, everything about it. Yeah,
0: I was like, there's so much to talk about with The yeah. Shining. I mean...
1: We, we could go on forever we with The could. Shining. I but mean, it's I mean, and really, we might. And I think that, you know, among film buffs, this movie's kind of underrated because Stanley Kubrick made so many great films, and The Shining, I always think, has been very overrated because people talk about 2001, people talk about uh, Clockwork Orange, people talk about... Name any other Stanley Kubrick movie, but The Shining always seems to be overlooked because I think partially because it's a horror movie and horror is always underrated. Partially because um, this movie is just weird. It's a really weird movie. I mean, you know, you have so many different scenes where it feels like disconnected from the rest of the movie. And I'm thinking, you know, so you can watch the movie normally and think, yeah, this is about a guy that goes crazy and starts attacking his wife and kids. But then there's these scenes where, for example, he goes into the bathroom and he sees this woman in a tub and she gets out. She's all green and rotten. And another She scene has a, where huge in a huge bush. And a huge <laughs> bush, of course. Another scene where he goes down to the bar and he starts talking yeah. to this ghost bartender. And, you know, so many different scenes in this movie that kind of take you out of... What you think you're watching in the movie, which is sort of a straightforward if you could, if you took out half of the scenes in this movie, it could be just be shot as a straightforward domestic abuse type, yeah, lifetime movie essentially, yeah, but it's not like that at all. And the sum of these whole parts, you end up with this movie that is just you know stands on its own as just this bizarre, weird, like very dreamlike thing. I mean. Uh, I'm sure that a few people have seen the documentary about this movie that, you know, so just, good. it's well, another, so good. Yeah, uh, all
0: the all the conspiracy theories. theories about yeah. it.
1: And I think this movie really lends itself Room to stuff like that. Room
0: 234 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's 236. Yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. 237? 237. Oh, uh, we're going to get... Someone's going to tell us and we're going to feel really embarrassed. But anyway, this movie really lends itself to a lot of different interpretations. The ending, of course, I mean, it's just well, yeah. bizarre and... uh feel like I didn't explain myself really well, but, I, but the way the way I think of it is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this is the type of movie that scares me. Super gritty, super realistic, yeah. like just kicks you in the balls or stomach <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. The other type of movie, the types of horror movies that stick with me, that don't scare me immediately, that stick with me for a long time, that yeah. gets me thinking, like keeps me up at night, is The Shining. Yeah. These... I think
0: that's a good way to characterize the, the two of the movies.
1: Exactly. And I would say, you know, the witch is almost in between those two movies. I don't know. It
0: has some very traditional horror elements. exactly, Of, like, like animals and people being possessed. And, and literal witches. And, and witches and people dying. And then there's, like, yeah, there's more, like, uh, ethereal elements of, exactly. like, what does this say about society? I think it's funny what you said about The Shining, which is that like it's essentially a domestic violence, a movie about domestic violence. Yeah. I mean, if you strip away all of the mm. things that make it The Shining, um, that's what it would yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Know. <laughs> yeah. As everyone probably knows, Stephen King hated this interpretation.
1: Absolutely hated it. And, it's, and he was absolutely wrong.
0: He, he was wrong, but I see where he's coming from because the book, which I've read a few times, mm. it's my favorite Stephen King book very much positions the central question of the story, is Jack going crazy or is the house haunted? Yeah, yeah. And I think that my only, and I do love The Shining, and I know you've accused me of not liking The Shining, but I do.
1: Any any criticism of The Shining means you is, hate The
0: Shining. Yeah, um, but I think coming at it as a book lover, um, that is the one criticism I do have is that it loses that central question like it pretty much just is like Jack is going crazy, and that's the story. And and to me, I think you 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 lose a lot by is he going crazy or is the house haunted? And of course, that's just me loving supernatural things and loving haunted house I movies, movies too. Though, but
1: what about I mean, Scatman Carruthers' character? There's clearly something going on there. I mean, it's not a straightforward Jack is going crazy thing to me at least. I mean, you have Danny, you have the the character, his son Danny. Yeah the weird relationship that he has with scatman Carruthers who plays um a worker at the hotel who's the caretaker on, yeah the care no no jack is the caretaker scatman oh. just plays like
0: is he the cook or something
1: the cook Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct the cook
0: but like but that's sorry but...
1: folks don't have my notes in front of me <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the relationship between them is explained sufficiently and i don't think it has to do with the house per se no but they
1: have some sort of like psychic connection it's called the shining the shining that's but why the name of the movie is the i just think the movie does have some ambiguity and i but i also think you know it's it's mentioned that he is a recovering alcoholic mm-hmm. too there's that angle and then there's also just the million different angles that is introduced in movies like that documentary about this movie can be about the Native American genocide, which is a credible theory, or yeah. could be about the moon landing, which is a less credible theory. But <laughs> That's what Joe thinks it is. I feel it. like you could watch this movie a hundred times in your life and come up with a hundred. Right. And that's what makes
0: it a good movie in, in my film. Um, that's what makes it a good film, in my opinion, because, yeah, you there's like a million different interpretations of it. I, I guess my point was more, I can see why Stephen King doesn't oh, like yeah. it because they kind of, or, you know, Stanley Cooper kind of just flew past that.
1: They say we took Kubrick. Took he it's probably read. He read book. a paragraph yeah. about the book. It's and inspired. A movie by it. out of and it, and I mean but... that's the same
0: thing, and I won't get into it, but it's the same thing with the Clockwork Orange. Yeah, yeah. The film is course. inspired by yeah. the book.
1: Thank he kind of had that that Thank bag. God.
0: Um, I thought well, the book was pretty okay.
1: Anyway, um, so those are my two favorite horror movies, um, and I'll put it again: Texas Chainsaw, favorite horror movie; Shining, favorite film. Well, folks, I
0: actually managed to pick one movie, so I think I came out ahead um, in this. And now, before we wrap, talk about some horror news. Mm-hmm. Very exciting stuff mm-hmm. coming up. I mean, it's almost Halloween. It's August. so
1: <laughs> to Only two more months. <laughs> two, almost three more months. As soon okay. as
0: July 4th rolls around, I'm I like, actually, all right, folks, let start to gear up for Halloween. <laughs> I purchased
1: some uh, pumpkin chai tea. Uh, last weekend, That's so dope. I do think it's fall now. Okay, I mean, it's, it's basically much fall. fall. I mean,
0: I saw a woman wearing a scarf. So, uh,
1: well, she in Florida. I mean, she it just... was about hundred degrees outside. So, <laughs> well, she
0: just... was ready for fall. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot. I mean, there's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. Ugh, new Halloween movie's gonna come out.
1: We watched Unfriended recently. We Dark watched Unfriended
0: Dark Web, which hilarious. was just horrible. It I mean, was it was terrible. <laughs> it was horrible,
1: but hilarious. Truth well or was is my current oh.
0: favorite. Bad horror movie of the year.
1: If you haven't seen Truth or Dare, this is the worst movie I've seen all year. But also, or
0: dare, one of the best (laughs) film
1: experiences I've had in the theater this year. It was
0: very fun, and Lucy Hale is very pretty, so it's just nice to look at her too for like two hours. That was nice, but. A personal favorite of mine, um, like a lot of horror fans, I'm a big fan of true crime. Mm-hmm. Watch a lot of true crime documentaries. Um, as does Curtis, I think, maybe less obsessed with me. Yeah, more of my girlfriend's <laughs> speed, but... Yeah, I'm very obsessed with true crime. Um, there was a true crime documentary that came out not too long ago. I believe it was called Beware the Slenderman, or something mm-hmm. like that, about the two girls the that... Girls in Wisconsin, that yeah. s- tried to kill, stabbed a classmate of theirs, and because they claimed that they were trying to impress Slender Man. So ever since <laughs> then, I've been a little obsessed with Slender Man, which is just like the 13-year-old internet lover coming out in me. That was like, if Slenderman was around when I was 13, yeah, I probably would have tried to stab someone strayed. too. Yeah, you would have straight been
1: scaring yourself every single night. So. Um, so
0: we watched the trailer for an upcoming movie. I think it's just called
1: Slender Man. Slender Man. I, sure I have notes Slenderman. on
0: my. I have notes on this. Let me just oh, I th- drag those up. Those bad boys. Where the fuck? Oh, Okay.
1: I, I think if I'm not mistaken, this movie comes out. Where we're recording this on August 9th. It's coming weekend. out tomorrow coming out tomorrow i yeah. was gonna say august 17th so i'm glad Oh, I sorry i thought that's to what you speak. were gonna say. <laughs> uh yes yeah, movie comes out tomorrow um i won't have the opportunity to see this film tomorrow um, because i'm far more interested in the movie the meg that's coming out tomorrow so i may be checking that one out tomorrow so it might be a few more days before i get to check out the slender man i'm very
0: tempted because i like don't love monster movies, but I do love Jaws. So I'm like, the Meg seems like love... a knockoff Jaws. I'm really into that. I always just love
1: Jason Statham. I so love Bad horror movies. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, Slender Man is coming out tomorrow, directed by Sylvan White. We do have a recording of the trailer, which we'll play now.
1: get out of this stupid town together.
0: who hear the three bells toll, accept his invitation. When you hear the first, you must close your eyes. Katie! Opening your eyes. Only once you've heard the third. I can't And we're back. Um, and so, as you can see, the trailer just looks, I mean, it's in the vein of Unfriended. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not found footage. Which and is... Truth
1: or Dare. Yeah. I think it's... it's more in the vein of like a Truth or Dare yeah. type Un- film. It's
0: unfortunately not found footage, yeah. which is a huge disappointment yeah. to me. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for that. I mean, I'm excited for like, obviously, all of the more highfalutin horror movies. Mm. And I mean, we've gotten really jazzed about that. But it's always really fun to see like a movie that you just like know <laughs> is going to be disappointing. <laughs> And Look, I <laughs> I can
1: get down with any movie that has a good jump scare or two. Let's be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. this whole trailer is filled with a bunch of different jump scares. Probably
0: every single jump scare that's in the movie. Yeah. That's it, what the trailer's about. <laughs> what it is.
1: But I will say, you know, I talked about earlier about how – movies that have genuinely scared me it's very rare for me to get scared i mean you know we've watched so many horror movies it's so hard to get scared in a movie every once in a while i just get a good jump scare to actually be scared yeah and it's fun
0: i mean it's just i don't know i mean
1: look look, this movie is going to be bad right Mm -hmm. i mean there's very unlikely that's going to be good if it is good i will be thrilled but it's probably going to be bad yeah it's probably gonna be a lot of jump scares too. It has like
0: a like 12% on Metacritic right now. Oh, that's
1: uh very promising. I can't <laughs> wait to spend $13 to watch that. But look, I mean, Yeah. Did, anybody who has played the Slenderman video game like I have? Oh, there's a video game. There's a video game. It's very bad. Oh, that but crazy. it's fucking slender man i mean you <laughs> no, know. What, like, what more do you want jump scares you know
0: i just love people who go see movies like this and they're like this was the worst movie i ever saw i'm like what the fuck it was, it was called Slenderman. man it was based off of a creepypasta i don't I even mean, think it was gonna
1: be look yeah. folks if you don't if it doesn't sound like something you want to listen to based on what you heard in this trailer then don't see it. Yeah, I mean, look. Don't see it because you don't probably watched the entire movie. Don't that go trailer. to see it and then complain about it online that it was really dumb because it's going to be really dumb. You As know a twelve it's on to dumb. So just enjoy, um, enjoy the jump scares, <laughs> enjoy the bad acting. Enjoy the very edgy and creepy design of Slender Man. Yeah, and, so edgy. Um, he
0: looks like every single nineteen year old that works at Hot Top. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Including the top hat. He has a well, he oh, he looks,
0: that's like what Johnny Depp looked like. I mean that's what he still looks <laughs> that's like. What Johnny Depp still looks like <laughs> I think that's it. I
1: think that's it. So thank I hope you're listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Um I'll take us out. Um we hope that um this is a good introduction into what we enjoy and you know, in our horror movies. And, you know, we hope that you listen to us in the future. We haven't decided on a second topic as of yet, but... Uh, we have some ideas. Get some? We have some really fresh ideas, I think. Yeah, we so. have some ideas, so...
0: All right, well, please, if you haven't yet, subscribe, listen to our podcast. You can review us Smash now. Smash the
1: like button.
0: If... Is it a like? I don't oh, know. Like if
1: this it. is not YouTube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to review us now based on this one... It's just superb episode you can do that but yeah. otherwise we're hoping this to be a, a bi-weekly podcast mm-hmm. by the way so weeks. you can check back in another two weeks and hear another fabulous episode thank you
1: for thanks
0: the